Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that background music. I feel like freestyling when I hear it. Good morning, guys. Welcome to another episode of Alan Q Chronicles. My name is Alan Q, and this is my podcast. If you're new, welcome. You know, this is primarily a podcast I made for mental health especially for people in the medical field, but also about my life and the things I see wrong in my life and the way I view things. So um, I want to say sorry to people that I usually listen because I've been very bad at being consistent with it. So I've been wanting to do it weekly, but I've been doing it monthly. So um, yeah, you know, please forgive me. Um, so update on my life. Everything's been going pretty well for the most part. Um, like I said before, a couple health problems, you know, I was telling some of my coworkers the other day that this is the year where I officially feel old, but, uh, nevertheless, I'm blessed. You know, I'm very grateful to be alive. I'm very grateful for where I'm at in life. I'm very grateful to do what I do for a living. Uh, which reminds me, happy Respiratory Therapy Week to all registered respiratory therapists out there. Anyone listening, to all those working, to all those that worked during the pandemic. Um, I can't say it enough. I think respiratory therapists never got the credit they deserved during the pandemic. Uh, intubating, code blues, the highest ratio of any healthcare professional, without a doubt. 30 40 50 people at a time covid positive people at a time for one rt um it's ridiculous but um things are much better now i just want to wish everyone out there a happy respiratory therapy week um i'm a registered respiratory therapist by trade and it's what i do mainly for a living and i love what i do for a living and you know, a little quick story of how I got into it. <clears throat> I was very asthmatic. I'm still a very asthmatic person. Um, I have severe asthma when I do have an asthma attack. And as a kid, I, I would always be in the ER with my mom. Um, sometimes I would be um, in the hospital. <clears throat> so um, as a kid, I always had respiratory therapists giving me breathing treatments, chest physiotherapy. I was intubated one time. So as a kid, I was a very sick kid. And um, I would see these people just put a mask on me, give me massages, chest physiotherapy, like percussion. And um, I never initially wanted to be like them until I got older and you know i became an emt and realized oh you know these people are called respiratory therapists okay as a kid you just you think everyone's a nurse you know so um i'm very grateful i chose this field um i teach now part-time and it's just been a blessing in my life you know i love where i work and um i'm grateful to do it for a living but um, yeah, I just wanted to do a new episode. Um, shout out to everyone listening. <clears throat> I mainly wanted to talk about, I didn't know what to talk about really during this episode until I was thinking. 
And, you know, one thing that came to my mind was just how relationships have fallen apart in life with friendships, romance, co-worker relationships, all because of the simple fact that someone had too much pride or was too prideful to say I'm sorry. So I want to name this episode um, or title this episode. It's okay to say sorry. You know, that doesn't make you weak. And it might seem like a simple thing to say or a common sense thing. But believe it or not, a lot of people have a problem with that. You know, there's a lot of people that for me, for example, have done me wrong that have never apologized to me. And I mean, really have hurt me. And it's okay, you know, I still forgive them. But it doesn't make it okay. You know, for example, vice versa, there's people that I have hurt. And every time I'm aware of that, <clears throat> I make it a, a, a priority to talk to them one-on-one and apologize. You know, apologizing doesn't mean I'm wrong. Apologizing for me is just saying, hey, I'm sorry that I hurt you, but this is how I feel. You know, I can take that. And I think that's acceptable as an apology. You know, there's a lot of relationships in my life where things didn't go well or end well because someone couldn't apologize. And there's a lot of relationships, I'm pretty sure, in the world or in the medical field that are tarnished by someone not showing remorse after hurting somebody. So... You know, it really sucks to have to work with someone that has no remorse for what they did to you. You know, this is not necessarily that happened to me recently. My everything's been fine for me at work, but I have been there and I know many people who have. You know, I had a coworker one time call me crying because she was so scared to work with someone, you know. I've never had that before. And You know, I worked yesterday and I was talking to people or talking to someone actually about how some environments can be toxic to work in. And that was a clear example. I can't imagine working in the medical field and having to work with someone that, you know, that um, that has hurt you in a deep way. You know, that, that's very traumatizing. You kind of got to be forced to work with your perpetrator. <clears throat> so, I mean, it sucks, but it's reality. And I think things would be a lot better if someone would just pull someone to the side and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. And it sounds like kindergarten stuff, you know, first grade stuff, second grade stuff. But there's grown adults who cannot apologize. So give me a second, guys. I'm going to take a drink out of my water. That was good. But um, that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. 
you know it doesn't make you weak to apologize you know um a lot of people would probably say well why do you need an apology just forgive them and and act like nothing happened let me tell you out of experience what that has done to me me and my brother we haven't talked in about six years and I love my brother he's this is my little brother and, and it's very hurtful but there was times when my brother you know did very foul stuff to me you know um, hurtful stuff and my brother doesn't apologize he's very prideful so of course that's my little brother our mom wants us to talk you know I never got the apology I, I deserved that I needed so I ignored it and I let him back into my life this happened repeatedly and when the, what ended up happening is that I was sending the message that it's okay to hurt me I'm your brother I'll talk to you no matter what and that really became toxic for myself you know so it wasn't until I got a therapist that I realized, you know, toxic is toxic no matter what. Brother, mother, father, sister, whatever. You know, if you allow someone back into your life that show, because what's an apology? I think I touched on this before. An apology is some kind of remorse, right? So if someone has no remorse for hurting you, it is clearly unhealthy for you to allow them back into your life. And if they hurt you again, whose fault is that? That's your fault. They hurt you. They made it clear they're not sorry. And now they're back in your life. <clears throat> so what I want to say out there to anyone listening is you got to rearrange your circle or clear your circle from people who don't respect you enough to apologize who don't respect you enough to say hey i was wrong <clears throat> because if you don't guess what it's going to repeat itself so the disrespect will continue um the hurt will continue and it's only going to get worse from there and I've shared one of my favorite quotes on my podcast before um, from Tony Gaskins. And it goes like this. You teach people how to treat you by what you allow, what you stop, and what you reinforce. And I live my life like that. I teach people how to treat me by what I allow, what I stop, and what I reinforce. You know, if someone makes a joke that I'm not okay with, I talk to them pull them to the side and tell them i'm not okay with it now let's say i'm dealing with someone who doesn't give a f then we can make it clear right there that hey we can't work together and we can escalate it and we can tell everyone why we can't work together you know but oftentimes someone will be like okay now i know either way I feel it's good to talk about it if it doesn't sit right with your spirit, if it doesn't sit right with your with your heart. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, we live in a new generation where a lot of people disrespect each other for fun. You know, I was talking to a co-worker that got disrespected by someone that disrespected me. And the craziest thing about this situation was that 
she shared the same phrase that same coworker told me. That is beyond crazy. You know, this coworker disrespected me a long time ago. <clears throat> and I pulled her to the side. I told her how I felt, told her how I didn't like it. And her response was, I understand that people are sensitive. That to me is just a gaslighting person. You know, that to me is someone that has no accountability. That to me is probably someone that was, it's been like that since a kid. So you're not dealing with just a gaslighter, you're dealing with an expert gaslighter. So this coworker of mine was sharing, oh my God, she told me this. I was so hurt, I was so sad, I was so this. <clears throat> As I'm listening, I go, hey, well, don't feel bad. She did the same to me many years ago. So what I'm trying to say is that it's kind of worse <clears throat> when someone brings it up to your attention that you hurt them and you actually have no accountability and you're just like, no, it's just you. You're just sensitive. I'm sorry, guys, but that's pretty disgusting, you know? If someone told me that I hurt them, I wouldn't tell them that they're just sensitive. I'll say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't mean to hurt you, but this is how I feel. That's the mature thing to do. You know, but I think a lot of people in this society are always right, you know? Oh, no, no, my ex did me dirty my, it was my ex but she was tripping and it's always like that you know when people meet me or if i go out on a date i i can see they look shocked because they go hey well what happened with you and your ex and i, I go you know we broke up whatever well, whose fault was it they don't always ask that but if they do i always say you know i think it was my fault and they're always shocked like wow your fault i'm like yeah i used to work graveyard shift at that time I didn't dedicate enough time to her. I analyze it now. You know, I take accountability. Mind you, I analyze it now. You know, at the time, oh no, she's wrong, I'm right. So, you know, <clears throat> primarily, this is a podcast for anyone that feels depressed and alone, but also like, it's a glimpse of my life. And that's just basically what I see. You know, and um, I don't know who's listening, you know, but it's just a reminder that it's okay to say sorry. It's not the end of the world, especially if you want to continue having a, a relationship with that person, a healthy relationship, friendship, romantically, whatever. You know, and it sucks. You know, I can tell you one time. You know, I, I was at work. This happened many years ago. And someone told them that they didn't like something I said to them. Man, you can bet <laughs> your life savings that I didn't say, well, it's you and this and that. I told her, hey, listen, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. That wasn't my intention. I just disagree with this and that. But I'm sorry if I hurt you. I apologize. That was my response. She said, okay, till this day, we joke around, we talk, and we have a great co-worker relationship. 
<clears throat> so that's just a little example of how apologizing, even if you're wrong or not, is it's the bigger person, you know, that apologizes or, or not always the bigger person, but it just shows a lot of maturity, you know, and it shows your intention. You know, when someone apologizes, it shows that you didn't mean to hurt them. And mind you, this is not something that happened to me this week where I'm like, oh, my God, this is what happened, guys. This is something that has happened many years to me in the past. But this week, I had like three coworkers telling me how hurt they were by someone. And I told them, well, have you told them? And some of them did. Some of them didn't, you know. But it, it, it sucks when you tell someone and they just have no accountability. They just kind of send you you know elsewhere like hey i don't give a damn but at least you can say you tried to talk to him you know when someone talks bad about me or disrespects me i at least try to give them the benefit of the doubt and talk one-on-one to them instead of just every time i see him holding a grudge or oh, there's that you know there's that i can honestly say in my podcast right now that when I go to work, I have no animosity or hatred for anybody. I don't look at someone and be like, oh, damn, you know. I don't feel like that towards anyone. Now, do I see someone and then my, I don't want to work with this person? Yeah. It, some people can be annoying and disrespectful. But I don't have no hatred. I don't, I don't cuss you out in my mind, you know. I don't, I don't feel like that towards anyone at work. Primarily because I've addressed it with them one on one. And of course, everyone's different. Not everyone is direct. Everyone has a different character. <clears throat> and I understand that. I have a lot of coworkers. Sometimes um, I love my weekend crew. Shout out to my weekend crew. Um, you know, my respiratory therapy department. You know, Samson, Dennis, Chris, Dre. Who else? Who else? You know, shout out to my weekend crew. You know, I really like my weekend crew. We sometimes we engage in deep talks. You know, uh, who else? Bill. <laughs> Just so many people. But um, shout out to my weekend crew, man. We engage in deep talks, and it's really about how to better ourselves as a department. It's really about what not to do. It's really about what's not okay here. You know, and I've shared this before. There's been like racial slurs set in where I work. There's been anti-gay speech said where I work. And I brought it up many times to management and different people. So, I mean, it's difficult to work in an environment like that. You know, but at least I can sleep with a clear mind and clear head. I mean, clear heart when I know I said something. So, you know, we promote a speak up culture. <clears throat> and when I apply that speak up culture, sometimes it just doesn't feel like it's being heard. Give me a second, guys. But yeah, you know. I 
I love, you know, where I work. I love my um, my respiratory therapy crew. Happy Respiratory Therapy Week to all registered respiratory therapists. If it's your first time listening to my podcast, thank you for listening. Um, you know, please feel free to DM me on my Instagram. It's the same name as my podcast, Alan Q Chronicles. If you want me to talk about certain things. And again, this is just an outlet for myself and for you where, you know, you guys could always give me your feedback on Instagram and I could always, you know, respond here, you know, and I've met pretty interesting people doing this podcast. It's amazing um, the kind of people that have DM me, you know, and um, it just reminds me that, you know, your voice matters and your voice has power. You know, I have um, a few friends you know, at the church I go to, shout out to New Song, that um, we engage in little debates about life and stuff, you know, and one of them was about Kanye, and for a long time, I've been saying, hey, no matter how much you love this guy's music or shoes or whatever, when someone so, like, promotes white supremacy or, or tries to go back and forth and doesn't stand for anything, you you can't tell me that's a good person you know you can't tell me hey but they're Kanye you you know it starts becoming you start becoming like a groupie so I've always said this you know I've always said I listen to the message you know I don't I follow the message not the messenger because the messenger if he says anything he wants and you still follow him then then you're really in a cult you know that's your leader and you're in a cult and you're a follower i like to dissect what people say and i encourage you to do the same with me <clears throat> i don't like people who just because they have money or they're famous like hey you know i'll wear your brand or i promote i support you no matter what <clears throat> i support nurses i support police officers i support respiratory therapists but <laughs> you can rest assured that when there's bad police officers, bad nurses, or bad respiratory therapists, that I also call them out. And it's common sense. Just because you support someone or something or a group doesn't mean that there's no bad people in that group. Doesn't mean you're going to support them no matter what. You know, and... In this society, I think that's where we've gotten to. Well, <laughs> I support law enforcement, so you know, I support the 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 murder of George Floyd. He 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 had a criminal background. Are you kidding me? Everyone with the right mind or an unbiased mind can see that no one deserves to die like that. This is not rocket science. And somehow, these people, Trump supporters, Republicans, whatever, have convinced people that no, you know, it was deserved and stuff like, different type of stuff. I've gone to churches where they talk bad about Kamala Harris calling her camel toe. And this is out of church. 
You know, I had a coworker that was telling me, oh, well, that's everywhere. No, that's not everywhere. You know, and once you start normalizing that, that's the problem. You know, there's a coworker that I, I feel it's on that group of people. And when I've shared with her things I've heard, horrible things said. She was just saying, I don't know why they would risk their job like that. That was her response instead of saying like, man, what an ugly thing to say. Her response was, I don't know why they would risk their job like that. more than that it's like how the hell do these people get employed here that's where I'm coming from you know and it's reality it's reality it's tough you know I was raised or I was brought up in a in a culture where you know stuff like that was not allowed and it's still not allowed so we say but when issues come to the table they don't get addressed properly. Talking to someone, telling not to say racial slurs again, it's not addressing it properly. You need to suspend someone without pay. You need to you need to do something severe to let them know, hey, that is this is a no tolerance for that, for hate speech, at all. You know, I'm glad I'm not a manager because I would probably fire a few people on the spot. And it's crazy, like some people really do not see racial slurs or hate speech as that big of a deal. But, you know, that's just what's been on my mind lately. But, um, you know, I'm grateful that at least I surround myself with the proper people that are on the same page as I am and they don't tolerate that either. And that's what gives me hope. That's what makes me feel like, okay, you know, there's good people out there that are going to speak up and say that's not okay. On my Instagram, I recently asked a question to people that follow me. I said, if someone would say racial slurs at work, would you address it or ignore it? And there was like six people that said they would ignore it. And there was like maybe 30 that said they would address it. <clears throat> so the, there was like 300 that viewed it that didn't want to answer. So there's a lot of people that see my story that I'm kind of curious about you guys. You guys watch my story every day within seconds sometimes. But they don't engage in any questions. I, I wonder if they're just nosy or I don't know what it is. Maybe they're just not. You know, not listening, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's funny how a lot of people may not like you, but they sure damn, you know, are watching. Or perhaps with this podcast listening, you know, um, I'm so grateful to God that I don't have that kind of heart. You know, I don't I'm not someone to. To put another race down. I'm not someone to condone evil like Trump or Trump supporters, Republicans. That's not me. I can clearly see that it's prejudice, white supremacy on the rise. I see it clearly. You know, it's not confusing for me whatsoever. 
I'm not going to be deterred. I'm not going to be manipulated. I can see what's wrong is wrong. Shout out to my elementary school teachers for that. It's not hard to see. I live in Seal Beach next to Trumpington Beach. I see a lot of rallies that go on. I see a lot of stickers in every sidewalk, like a secret society of Trump supporters, like planning the next civil war. I see it. It's scary. You know, and I've always said that Kanye West saying the stupid things he says, promoting white supremacy, saying white lives matter, and that has power because he's a big influencer. And not only that, people are going to follow him, you know, and that's scary in itself because he's someone wanting his own oppression. Um, recently in LA there was a, a group of white uh, neo-Nazis and white supremacists that they hanged down a sign saying Kanye West was right about the Jews so you know when, when white supremacists and Nazis and racists and alt-right white-wing Republican groups embrace you like that you can't tell me you're not for white supremacy. You're just a little tool that they're using. You're just a a guy that's been so manipulated in your own head that people that follow you, you're leading them to nowhere. And it's sad. That's, that's where we're at. When I talk bad about Kanye or when I see someone wearing Yeezys, I'm like, dude... <laughs> Get that, get that out of here. Dog. I'll stick to my Vans. I'll stick to my Converse. I'll stick to my Adidas. You know, even though um, Kanye and Adidas are beefing, who cares? <clears throat> I think this society is just things that are honestly, in reality, not cool. Things are cool. I mean, those things are cool. Like, being a bully is cool now. Disrespecting women is cool now. You know, you look at Trump disrespecting so many women. Um, Elizabeth Warren, she's like, don't call me Pocahontas. And he, Pocahontas says she doesn't want me to call her Pocahontas. The whole rally just cheering for it. That's crazy. So a woman told you to not disrespect her anymore and you just disrespect her again? Am I in the twilight zone here? Like what life, what world are we living in? And then you meet the people that are Trump apologists. Those are the worst. Oh, but he's a Christian. No, no, he's not. You know, you know, for me, you, I don't care if you tell me you're a Christian. Like you need to show me, you know, and everyone claims to be a Christian and this and that but the beautiful thing about this country is that there's more people out here that have their own religions and you either choose to respect that or you don't and a lot of these people don't respect that you know and as a believer in Christ myself you can't force someone to believe in Christ that's not the way it works you can't force 
a woman to have a kid even naturally it's her choice she can commit suicide and that's it she doesn't even have to tell you she's pregnant naturally it's a woman's choice now do I agree with abortion of course not I don't I'm 100% against abortion but thankfully that is not my choice that's a woman's choice and whatever she does is between her and God if she believes in God this is not rocket science guys you have Republicans saying you're pro-abortion or not no one's pro-abortion what are you talking about you're pro-choice or not and I will always be pro-choice it's a woman's choice regardless like this society that we're in it's just I don't know I don't know what to tell you guys man we're really in some deep crap because like I said a lot of things that are just not cool are cool now you know bullying is cool now <clears throat> saying racial slurs or saying anti-gay speech is, is cool now and people follow that group of people and who are these people for me i always say it i see a pattern it's always republicans every time i've heard this 99 percent of the time it has came from someone that claims they're republican anti-gay hate speech hate speech towards latinos hate speech towards just other ethnicities asians the asian hate that happened with the chinese virus that trump labeled all this has came from Republicans and then when you meet a Republican that it doesn't endorse that or doesn't believe that they act oblivious did it really I wonder who are those people <laughs> these these Republicans be careful with them because they act oblivious they act like they don't even know like oh I didn't know that how could you not know that don't you watch TV don't you see the countless of unjust murders by people that were republican that killed black people Ahmad arbery jogging was killed by pro-trump republicans you know george floyd murdered by a cop that is a pro-trump republican do you think these are coincidences no it's white supremacy being amplified who's amplifying it Republicans, Trump supporters, this is all common sense. You know, I don't mean to make this political, but it is common sense. So for me, I don't have time to debate with someone that's confused. I don't have time to debate with someone that, oh, well, that's not what we are. Okay, bro, miss me with that. You know, next, get out of, I, you got to get out of my sight. Honestly, you got to get out of my sight. Because that's exactly what it is. It's like you telling me 2 plus 2 is not 4. You know, I'm like, I feel like Kermit the Frog is sipping my coffee. Like, next. You know, like, get out of my sight, man. I don't have time to talk to someone who denies what's in front of their face. <clears throat> and that's just how I feel. You know, it's... I think there's so much hatred, so much hurt, so much 
manipulation and it sucks you know and, and even with politics people are scared to say or too prideful to say hey i was wrong i voted trump i was wrong they're too prideful they're gonna stick to their guns and be like nope and that's what pride does you know i told my friend a quote the other day i, I invented it <laughs> i go you know what trump supporters who claim to be christian are just trump supporters with no conviction and i said that to him i said that actually like two years ago to him and it's so true you gotta have no conviction to be on that side of the political spectrum in our country today you gotta have no conviction you know luckily i have conviction it doesn't feel right i know it's not right i've seen so much hate come out of that and just murders from police officers i've seen it in my own city I've seen it in Trumpington Beach, a.k.a. Huntington Beach. I've seen so many things against minorities, other people that it just blows me away. Luckily, I'm a big guy. No one has really F with me, but it sucks, man, because I've seen certain things. I've gotten involved a few times where it could have got messy. It could have got messy, you know, but thankfully, you know everything turned out okay <clears throat> so yeah guys that's what my podcast is about you know a day in my life what i see what i feel i don't mean to get too deep on you but that's just how i feel you know i think um the older i get the more i i see things clearly the more the less I'm confused about things the more wisdom I, I've, I've I've obtained and I'm not trying to say age equals wisdom because it doesn't I've met a lot of people that you know are really dumb as you know what but what I can say for myself is that I've learned from my mistakes I've learned from my environments I've learned from my experiences and luckily, you know, things that were sent to destroy me haven't, you know, so what do I do now? I try to do a podcast and just preach about mental health, talk about how I feel, talk about these things that are clearly wrong for that anyone that listens and feels the same can know they're not alone. You're not alone. You know, we're divided as a country. You know, now we got someone like Kanye West blaming mental health for embracing white supremacy and 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 doing the stupid things he does. I take mental health serious. You can't just shout it out like that. You know, and I, I honestly don't believe that. I think this is someone choosing to be a sellout. And people can't accept that. They don't want to accept he's a sellout, so they say mental health. Even he has said it. The left, the, the left media, the democratic media says I have mental health issues, like laughing about it. I kind of agree with Kanye on that. Like, yeah, man, they shouldn't say that. You're right. They shouldn't. You're just a sellout. They should stop following you, but 
this is what I'm saying. It goes back to the culture of being a groupie. People cannot follow someone that they love if they love their music. They just can't. They're they're stuck in that groupie stage. But you know what's more powerful than being a groupie or what matters more, I should say? <sighs> your culture, who you are, your heritage, your race. If someone's saying white lives matter when when black people are being unjustly murdered or when the movement of black lives matter originated from black people being murdered you're just slapping them in the face saying hey i don't care about those people that were murdered trayvon martin ahmaud arbery george floyd eric garner the obese guy that couldn't breathe they chokehold him and he wasn't even resisting they were on top of him and he died philandro Castro, the guy that was an NRA member, he said, I got a gun in my waist. Could I could I take it out? Or or whatever they were talking about. The officer said, Yeah, go ahead. Shot him, I think, five, six, seven times in front of his wife and his baby in the back seat. You know, this is how Black Lives Matter, or these are the Black Lives Matter, like, you know, reasons. And you say why lives matter just because you feel like it? That's a slap in the face to every African American who was unjustly murdered. And you think you get a pass because you're black? That's crazy to me. And there's people actually gonna still follow Kanye and still love Kanye and oh my god, he's a genius. What's so genius about that? And this is from someone that used to... I used to listen to Kanye all the time. I loved Kanye. But man, once you start saying stupid things, someone has to tell you to your face. That's not cool. Someone has to check you. And I think that's a big reason of why Kanye has that kind of ego because he has gone unchecked by anyone. You know, he came out in a podcast called uh, Drink Champs and... It kind of sucked. I felt like they were just ex exploiting them, you know? Like, here, take another drink. Take another drink. Drink, 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 drink. And they just wanted him to kind of say whatever was on his mind and put him in a deeper hole, kind of like in some deep shit. We all say a lot of dumb things when we're drunk, but, you know, it, 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 I don't think that had any positive... Um, goals you know <clears throat> I don't think that podcast had any positive goals for Kanye to be honest with you and it sucks man I, I don't hate the guy you know I just think he's lost and he's really a sellout that's what I think so you know I'm not a Kanye West fan you know I don't hate I don't hate him it just you're not gonna manipulate me and tell me oh he's cool he's not cool you know he's an idiot I'm so glad Kim kept kept it moving, you know. It's crazy. But at the same time, Kim, you can tell she just got with him for the money and the fame and the, the you know, the popularity that he had as well as she had. But, you know, it's crazy. Crazy, guys. But um, today's my day off. You know, not to hop from different topics, but I haven't 
done this podcast in so long those are my thoughts on those issues um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna start interviewing people so stay tuned i just gotta figure it out and i've been so busy with life you know with work with teaching with with so many things you know help helping out my family and super super busy but um stay tuned i'm gonna interview some people and just talk about have them talk about themselves and how they overcame struggles and where they're at now and i have a few people in mind so that's gonna be really cool once they pop up here so stay tuned and um yeah you know this is my podcast this is where you guys can always dm me on instagram alan q chronicles and tell me give me some feedback tell me what if you heard my episode tell me what you thought tell me if it's helped you tell me what you would like me to talk about next and i'll gladly do it you know uh, whenever i have time so um i just want to wish everyone a blessed day you know i gotta get um some things done today but um you know grateful for the opportunity to connect with you guys grateful for the opportunity to to be alive and to do what i do for a living um you know i may not be where i thought i would be uh in my life right now but i'm super super grateful i'm not where i could have been which is dead or in prison so um i'm super grateful to god for that and um, that's about it you know you know thank you guys for listening thank you to all the people that follow my instagram and thank you to um everyone who gives me feedback man i appreciate appreciate you guys more than you know you know not everyone um you know connects with me and lets me know what they think so that's awesome that the few of you that have connected with me or send me um messages you know i always get just random people messaging me and telling me how this podcast really lifted their spirit or my instagram quotes um you know always make them think a different perspective and how my story makes them laugh and you know i appreciate everyone that has a good energy and sends good energy to my way you know and vice versa you know i I hope this has been a source of good energy for you guys, um, you know, and until next time, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it with that. I hope you guys have a blessed day and, um, no matter what you're going through in life, keep your head up, you know, this life, I had a friend, uh, his name was Chris, uh, he was Puerto Rican and we used to kick it a lot and he would always tell me life's a memory, bro. I never really understood what he meant by that, but he would say that every day. Life's a memory. And, you know, someday this podcast or, or, you know, or my life will be a memory, you know. So I'm trying to make it a good one and I'm trying to make a difference in this life while I can and while I'm still here. So, um... Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. All right, guys, take care. Peace.